Welcome to the Simply Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra. I'm a big fan of quotes, and I'll start today's episode with one from Mark Twain. He said, history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. What is inflation? Uh, Inflation is defined as too much money chasing too few goods and services. So the U.S. has had multiple periods of inflation over the course of its history, most notably in the 1970s where you had double-digit inflation. The reason why I use the Mark Twain quote is because it refers us to the fact that every inflationary period is not going to look exactly the same. So where are we right now? Right now, the consumer price index is only up about 1.7% from about a year ago. But that one-year trailing number includes the price drops that were experienced during the height of the pandemic back in February, March, and April of 2020. Once they drop off the trailing 12-month consumer price index number, also known as the CPI, the 1.7% will probably go up to 2.5% or even higher. So the key question is, is inflation returning? I don't think we know that yet, but it is something that we ought to pay very, very close attention to. And this is worth emphasizing because there are some early warning signs that inflation may return. So first off, there's something called M1. That is the measure of the money supply in the U.S., basically all the money that's in circulation. And that has increased uh, by 25% from a year ago. There's way more money sloshing around now than a year ago. And remember, the definition of inflation is too much money chasing too few goods and services. Well, we have a lot of money sloshing around now compared to a year ago. By the way, that 25% increase in the money supply from a year ago is the fastest year-to-year growth that the U.S. has experienced in the post-World War II era. That's attention-grabbing. Number two is Americans' disposable incomes are substantially higher right now. And a big part of that is all the stimulus that the federal government has injected into the economy as it tries to deal with the pandemic and the related economic shutdowns. We've had several stimulus packages, I believe two signed by President Trump's administration and then one recently signed by the Biden administration. We had a different, a couple of different versions of the PPP or the Uh, This was the loan-slash-grant program to provide relief for small businesses, plus a lot of the legislation added to unemployment benefits. The government wanted to put a lot of money out on the street to help Americans help the economy get through the tough period. So there's a lot of disposable income that Americans have now. Some of that cannot get spent today because of the ongoing restrictions related to the pandemic. But a lot of that, it seems to me, will get unleashed once the coast is clear 
And that'll probably be after the vaccine is successfully rolled out over the next couple of months. And this increase in disposable income, it doesn't even include the 1.9 trillion stimulus that was passed into law very recently and signed by President Biden that hasn't even kicked in yet. So there's a lot of money sloshing around and inflation's defined as too much money chasing too few goods and services. That is a hint that inflation ought to be watched very closely. Uh, number three, in my career, the Fed's primary mission has been price stability, which is keeping inflation in check. Uh, this, uh, this has been demoted in the current environment. Uh, over the course of my career, the Fed has actually had a dual mandate, price stability, which is keeping inflation in check, and the second one is to maintain maximum sustainable employment. Well, the primary mission now is COVID recovery. For the first time, uh, probably ever, I think ever, but certainly in my working career, which is 29 years at this point, uh, the Fed's primary mission is COVID relief, not price stability. Additionally, the Fed is being tasked with other things that used to be outside of its purview. Uh, they are tasked with advancing social justice initiatives and also tasked with combating climate change. Now, we could debate whether those things are well and good, uh, and I think that's a, a debate that's probably worth having. But just think about this. The Fed used to have two things it needed to worry about, and now that list is five if you take at face value what I'm telling you today in this episode. They now want to fight inflation, keep it in check. They want to keep uh, employment at maximum sustainable level levels. They want to focus on COVID recovery. They want to pursue social justice initiatives, and they want to help combat climate change. That's an awful lot on their plate. I'm here to tell you I'm not convinced that they could attend to all of these priorities. And I, again, I'm not saying they're not all important, but that is likely to draw their attention away and their previous hyper-focus on inflation. And that is something that is worrisome and really deserves to be monitored very closely. For a very long time, all of our assumptions about money and finance and investing has been predicated on a tame interest rate, a tame inflation environment. In fact, interest rates have been coming down for uh, almost two generations, and inflation has been on the decline and had been tamed for a very long time. You'd have to go back to the late 80s, early 90s. But remember Mark Twain, history doesn't repeat. This time is not exactly like previous periods, but it often rhymes. And that rhyme may be in the form of inflation returning. That's something here at Elliott Wealth Management we're going to watch very closely. It worries me a great deal. It is not on the immediate horizon, but it may not be too far off, depending on how things play out over the next bunch of uh, months. I want uh, to encourage you, if you're not a client of ours, to go to the website, ElliottWealth.com. Uh, check us out. We would love to work with you. We could do a complimentary initial consultation 
to discuss your goals and objectives and how we might be able to help you with money. And for everybody listening, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, I would love it if you do so. It would mean a lot to me. And you could also recommend it to a friend, family member, coworker, so that we could kind of uh, increase our numbers. That would be terrific. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simply Financial Podcast. I'll be back with you on the next episode very soon. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of Sage Point Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note, the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with Sage Point Financial.